Today, I want to talk about how to respond when you are dealing with emotional abuse. It can be helpful to know things to say, kind of have some tools in your pocket, some go-to phrases that just help empower you to feel like, okay, I know what to do in this situation. So let me first define emotional abuse. It is a way to control another person through criticizing, embarrassing, shaming, blaming, manipulating, yelling, all those things. It's a consistent pattern of abusive words and bullying behaviors that wear down a person's self-esteem and undermine their mental health. Um, you can learn more specifics on my website at lazyoungcounseling.com slash abuse. In marriages, both people have a responsibility, right? In relationships, in that marriages, relationships, they both have a responsibility to continue to grow and work on issues that come up, right? But abuse is not a marriage issue. And it is solely the choice and responsibility of the abuser. So I want you to know that, yeah, we all have room for improvement and to grow, but abuse, this, this isn't, this isn't a time for that. It's not a time for marriage counseling and things of that nature. It is, um, it is the responsibility of the abuser. So you may feel confused, anxious, have to walk on eggshells, angry, depressed, a lower self-esteem, feelings of guilt, lonely or trapped, hopeless, just so many things that you could be feeling right now as you've experienced emotional abuse. And for that, I'm so sorry. It is a horrible feeling. So I understand that even the idea of standing up to the abuser can feel very overwhelming and even scary. And you probably haven't spent most of the years, or you probably have spent actually most of your years with him attempting to keep the peace to avoid blowups, right? And I think that's a, an understandable and normal, natural, protective way to help you get through abusive behavior. Unfortunately, when you comply or back down, this gives the abuser permission to continue the hurtful behavior. So you're not at fault, no matter how you choose to respond. So please remember that. It's the abuser's fault and choice to wear you down and to, to where you feel weak and helpless when in fact you are just the opposite. You are strong and capable and you are worth fighting for. And sometimes we have to just fight for ourselves and also find those around us who are safe people who understand what you're going through who can fight for you as well. So I want to encourage you to find the part of you that is still there, even if it feels small, that is confident and pull from this. I also want to encourage you to allow yourself to be angry. I know that might sound weird, but uh, anger at the one who is supposed to love and protect you, but is choosing to abuse you. This anger, when is when it's used in a healthy way, can actually help you stand up for yourself and set boundaries. Anger can be a very beautiful emotion if we use it in that way. The examples that I'm going to give, <clears throat> they're not intended to change the abuser's behavior, <clears throat> excuse me, but rather to allow empowerment to rise within you, to help you find your voice and use it without apology. So exercising your voice may take practice, and there will be times that you choose not to, and that's okay. 
you know your abuser in the situation best. So trust your gut with when and how and what to say, right? So you've you've more than likely developed a way to cope and protect yourself by not speaking up so it can take some time to override that response. If you do feel your abuser is capable of physically harming you, when you speak up, I encourage you to talk with a counselor who understands domestic abuse to find the best way to become empowered in a safe way. So please don't try to do this with, with an abuser who is physically violent or that you believe could physically hurt you. Seek an attorney, a domestic abuse counselor, a hotline to discuss options and make a plan for your safety and never hesitate to call 911 or a local or national domestic violence hotline if you feel you're in danger. But even in dangerous situations, you do have more power than you think. So let's continue on um, with examples of what you can say if you are in an emotionally abusive relationship that is not dangerous as far as your physically your physical safety okay the examples that i'm about to give are out of the book called emotional abuse breakthrough scripts by barry davenport i highly suggest you look into the book there are over a hundred responses and boundary examples so i'm just going to go through a few um, and then give you a few more tips on how to implement these things so i literally have the book in front of me and I'm just going to go through a couple of different scripts that you could say, you can put into your own words that may be helpful for you. So let's look at the need for counseling if you're bringing this up. Okay, the, the, what you could say is the way you've been treating me is not the way a loving partner should behave. I've been reading about relationship problems and your behavior and words are emotionally abusive. I can no longer accept being treated this way and you need counseling if this relationship is going to survive. Now, I want to say this book, I love this book, but there are a couple places where the author says we need counseling and I strongly, strongly do disagree with that. It is not a marriage problem. It's not a relationship problem. It is an abusive problem. And the abuser needs the counseling to stop and to work through and to see if he's even willing to make that change. And, and also, I would suggest that you need counseling as well, separate from that, to navigate through your emotions and whether you want to stay, whether you want to go, what that looks like, boundaries, you know, all of those things. But couples counseling at this point is, I, I do not recommend that. And to be honest, it would he would need an, a, a counselor that really understands domestic domestic abuse. So I do want to make that that point. Um, another thing you can say when they are being abusive is what you are saying or doing is unloving, unkind, and manipulative. I will not accept it. I'm leaving the room and we can discuss this when you are able to speak or behave kindly. So again, you can, you can shorten these down to simply say things like, I am willing to continue this conversation when you can be kind. And then you can just simply leave the room. You don't have to stay and listen. You don't have to stay and 
and continue to engage. Now, I know that sometimes they will con- they will follow, they will maybe block the entrance or try to continue to engage you, and you may need to leave the house. Another script is, this is the exact behavior I've been talking to you about, exactly what you're doing right now, and I don't like it, and I will not put up with it any longer. Either stop now or I'm leaving the house. It is unacceptable to me. So you're starting to point out what he's doing, letting him know, okay, I see what you're doing. It is abuse. It's not okay. And I may not be able to change you, but I can change how I react to you. So that's the basic point, right? Another script is, I see that you were trying to keep me quiet by yelling at me when I disagree with you. That used to work, but not any longer. I will state my feelings and thoughts whether or not you choose to raise your voice, but I will not listen to you or respond to your comments when you, t- when you yell at me. Another one, trying to make me feel guilty will no longer work with me. Guilt trips are manipulative and demeaning, and I won't fall for them anymore. If you are unhappy or frustrated, let's have an adult conversation, but no more guilt trips. Some of these are fairly wordy. And again, I go back to whatever you feel comfortable with. I kind of like to keep it more short and sweet. Um, So there will be less interrupting by him or less back and forth. If he is being cold and distant, you can say you are being cold and emotionally distant with me and it's hurtful, but I'm not going to do backflips to try to win your love and affection. I'm happy to talk with you calmly about anything that's bothering you, but your coldness is pushing me away from you. Is that what you want? If not, then let's talk and work on being close again. This one is kind of basically just calling him out. You know, sometimes they can withhold love or affection and they want you to chase after them. And you don't have to do that. They are big enough to say what's bothering them and come to you if they need to. When you slam out of the house and disappear after an argument, it used to make me feel afraid and abandoned. But now I know you are doing it for that reason. So I'll get so I'll give in and do what you want. And I'm not going to tolerate that any longer. If you storm out of the house and leave me wondering where you are and when you'll be back, then I I will need to go stay with a friend until you can handle disagreements more calmly and maturely. If he threatens to leave, you can say, I want you to stop threatening to leave me unless you really mean it. Those words have become meaningless to me. If you really want to leave, let's talk about the next steps. Another thing that I want to say as I'm reading these scripts is that it will be important to... You more than likely you will have to just leave the room after you after you say these things because he's going to want to draw you into an argument and kind of go back and forth and pick these things apart and that's that's what you're trying to break away from right is is laying out this boundary using your voice and leaving it in his lap and and going away right if he wants to talk about it calmly then, then fine, that's one thing, right? But it's okay to say, that is what I wanted to say, and I no longer wish to discuss this any further. And then you either stop talking or you can leave the room if he continues. Another script is, I have told you many times how much that hurts me, but you continue to do it. It is clear that my feelings are not important to you. In a loving marriage, both of us should respect and honor each other's feelings. Are you committed to making this marriage work? 
that's kind of a lead into um, maybe discussing counseling. Um, oftentimes, you know that he may say the right thing. Like, sure, I do want to make this marriage work. I'm committed. I'll go to counseling, but never makes the appointment or only goes a few times. You know, you are looking for consistent, changed behavior. And honestly, with abusive behavior, if they are truly wanting and willing to do the very hard work to change, it will take a couple of years with a highly trained domestic abuse counselor. So a few times is not going to cut it. Another script is, I know you are using these emotional outbursts to get my attention and force me to do what you want, but I'm not falling for it any longer. You can continue this tantrum or we can talk like two mature adults. It's your choice. I know you want to punish me by sulking and giving the silent treatment, but this behavior only damages our relationship and intimacy. I want you to stop this behavior now and have an adult conversation about what's going on. Another one, I want you to stop getting in my face and shaking your finger at me. Back off right now. That is totally unacceptable. This conversation has ended until you calm down. And I, I actually like even saying this conversation has ended until you calm down with just about anything. Um when they try to bait you to argue, you can say, I know you're trying to engage me in the argument, but I won't fall for it. I'm happy to have a real conversation, but I'm not going to argue with you. Plain and simple. Let's see. Let's go through. I'm just kind of going through the book here, just picking a few. Again, this book has tons of, of options and examples. If he tells you that your feelings are irrational, you can say, I want you to stop telling me my feelings are wrong or I'm irrational. My feelings are my feelings. And as my spouse, you should treat them with dignity and not try to undermine them. Can you respect me enough to do that? Or you could simply say, my feelings are not up for debate, which is one of my favorites. That's not in the, this book. I can't remember where I heard that, but your feelings are not up for debate. It's your reality. That's your experience. It's not debatable. Um, if he accuses you of being too sensitive, I'm not being too sensitive. You are being deliberately thoughtless and unkind. You can continue with that if you want to by asking, you know, saying, do you care that your remarks are hurting and offending me? If so, you need to change them starting today. If he tries to confuse the situation, you know, there can be a lot of confusion, a lot of gaslighting, trying to alter your reality, make things feel confusing or blame shifting. So if you feel like that's going on, you can say you are not being straight with me and it's clear, clear you're trying to confuse the situation. I'm not falling for it. I know exactly what you're doing and I won't put it up, put up with it any longer. Deflecting the blame. If he does that, you can say this mistake is yours and yours alone. Do not try to blame me for it. I'm not falling for finger pointing and excuses. You made the choices that led to this situation. You can also just simply say you made the choices that led to this situation. Um, one thing that I, I, I think everyone probably struggles with this to some extent, I know that I do, is I really want to be understood. I think it is so important and so um almost necessary to feel understood by the person that we are living life with. 
And in an abusive relationship, you are not understood. You don't feel understood. You don't feel heard. And that can be so hard and it's not okay. But sometimes we have to, in any situation that we're in, sometimes we have to get to a place where we are okay with being misunderstood. And that is a hard place to get to. I am not there yet. (laughs) Um, But even if you're not fully there, you can still practice saying, I'm okay with being misunderstood. So if he's trying to confuse you or twist your words or blame you or whatever, you can simply say, I'm okay with being misunderstood and leave the conversation. Um, another one that, again, is not in the book, but is it's coming to mind is your attempt at portraying me in a negative light is noted. And <laughs> some of these, you know, feel, feel a little bit um, maybe mean, but I don't feel that they are. I feel like it, what you're doing is you're calling out the behavior and you are letting him know, I see what you're doing. It's noted and it's not going to affect me anymore. I will not react. I will not engage in this anymore. So just know that it it may get, may feel a little different saying some of these things, but it's none of this is mean. You're simply fighting for yourself because he is choosing not to. Um, If he pressures you to have sex, you can say, I want you to stop harassing me to have sex. For sex to be enjoyable for me, we need to be in a loving and kind space to get together. Pressuring and shaming makes me want to avoid sex altogether. When you treat me with love, kindness, and respect consistently, that's when I want to have sex with you. If he crosses your sexual boundaries, you can say, I do not feel comfortable doing that, and I never will. Stop trying to force me into doing, into, into doing that. Respect my boundaries so that we can have a good sex life, or we will need, or you will need to go to counseling to figure it out. That's one place where he said, um, where the author says we will need to go. But I, um, like I said before, I don't agree with that. He will need to go (laughs) to counseling. Um, also I want, I want to put in here that there is such thing as marital rape and there is assault, sexual assault and rape in, in relationships and it is criminal and it's not okay. So even, these types of things where there's coercion into sexual activities. I want you to keep that in mind. That's not okay. And you have every right to stick up for yourself, to say no, to leave, to find help, to get safety from that. Okay. Let's continue on through the book. I'm just kind of flipping through to pick some of these out. So, if you want to come back to the counseling thing, you can say, I've told you many times, like if, he, if you continue to see that he's not changing, which will probably be the case, um, you can say, I've told you many times how hurtful and damaging your emotionally abusive behavior and words are to me. I've asked you to change and I've given you many chances. Now I'm drawing a line. And if you don't go to counseling for at least a year to work on changing your behaviors, this marriage is over. And I will seek a divorce. What do you choose? And um, I want to also say when you are setting boundaries, whether it's this extreme or even just a boundary, a simple boundary of leaving the room or not talking anymore, um, you have to be willing to follow through, right? Because 
if you just say it and don't follow through, then it's just a wish, right? And nothing will change. So again, it's not to change his behavior. It's not to punish him, but it's to protect you and help you. The next time you say that or do that to me will be the last time. If it happens again, I'm leaving you. Or I'm emotionally exhausted and at the end of my rope. If you want this relationship to continue, I need us to separate while you get counseling. You need to move out and work on changing your behaviors. We can reevaluate things in six months. You can, again, obviously adjust this to what you feel comfortable with. But you do need to, if you get to this point, you do need to be willing to, to go through with it. Um, most, most abusers are not going to willingly leave. So that's another thing to think about if you are at a place where you are okay with leaving the house. And again, some of these decisions are so hard to make. They're not that easy. So I would recommend finding a counselor who understands domestic abuse that can really work through these things with you. You have a choice. You can either acknowledge your, you are emotionally abusive and start changing them, or are we in this relationship now? What do you choose? And not making a choice is telling me it's over. So that's kind of one of those firm decisions. Um, another firm decision to divorce is it is clear that things are not improving between us. I can no longer take the control and manipulation or accept your constant criticisms. I have made the decision to get a divorce and my decision is firm. Or I'm calling from a friend's house to let you know that I've left. I can no longer put up with your abusive words and behaviors. Um, my attorney will be contacting you, so please do not contact me directly. Thing, things of that nature. Again, keeping in mind your safety, getting with a counselor to go over a safety plan, and I understand that you may not be at a place right now where you're ready to leave. And I want you to know that that's okay. It is just not that easy to pick up and leave, especially if you have kids, if you don't have a job, if there's so many factors and I completely understand that. So that's why I want to kind of arm you with some things that you can say in the meantime to help bring that voice up and out and to let you know that it is okay to speak for yourself and to say these things back to him and to put up the boundaries and to not take it anymore as much as you possibly can. Um, there are, there are other things in here about how to talk to the kids and having joint conversations. Um, you know, there's, there are just so many, so many great responses, I want you to stop calling and texting me about getting back together. If you don't stop, I'll have to block your calls. There's just a lot of boundaries that boundary options in here as well. Um, so I would, I would definitely look up this book, Emotional Abuse Breakthrough Scripts by Barry Davenport. Again, the only thing I'm not okay with is the couple's counseling. I don't think that that's good or safe in any way. Um, so just keep that in mind. If you do get this book, I hope these, these examples were helpful. Um, a few tips that I do want to say is consistency will be important and I understand it will be kind of, um, an up and down thing, getting used to it, uh, pointing out the behavior, 
you can you can do that. I think is good. I don't think you have to do that every time. Sometimes it can just be kind of short and sweet. Um, again, don't expect him to respond well or even to change. The whole purpose is for you to begin to respond and not react, which the abusers really enjoy getting a reaction out of you and bringing you into that emotionally. So it can be really hard to stay calm but and respond instead of react. But I think if we have things that we can, some go-to sayings, even if it's just one thing you say repeatedly every time, that's okay. Um, once you've spoken up, you don't have to engage, like I said earlier. You don't have to engage in him in discussion about what you just said because he will usually just use that further as abuse. You can simply say, that's all I want to say, and then leave the room. I do think you need to be specific when you're talking or when you're setting a boundary. Example would be, instead of saying, you never let me go out with my friends without making me feel guilty or blowing up my phone when I'm out. I think more specific and actual boundary would be, I'm going to silence your number or my phone while I'm out so that I can enjoy my time and I will not feel guilty for it. So also consider your timing when you're, when you're, going to be saying these things with him. If your kids are around in the room, it might be best just to say, hey, let's continue this conversation later. And you may need to leave the room because he may still try to drag you in the conversation or you and the kids go outside. Again, you know best, trust your gut. It could be very helpful, can't say this enough, (laughs) to work with a domestic abuse counselor as you begin to stand up for yourself and to also identify some boundaries that you may need to put into place. Boundaries without consequences, I will say again, are just wishes. So you have to be willing to follow up with a consequence if he crosses your boundaries. Um, Another example of a boundary is I'm willing to talk with you about this, but if you continue to yell at me, I will leave the room. Or if you follow me, I will leave the house, etc. Um, so remember that the goal isn't to change him or get him to stop, but to empower you and show him he can no longer get away with it. And will he continue to emotionally abuse you after you say some of these things? Most likely. But you are shifting the balance of power, and that is going to help you. So continue to practice and get to a point where you consistently repeat your expectations, frustrations, and feelings about the abuse. You're standing up for yourself and you are worth standing up for. None of this is your fault. So take notice of how he responds to your voice and your boundaries. This could actually really be very helpful for you in deciding if you want to continue in the relationship or not. And ask yourself if he never changes is this sustainable for me and my well-being or for my kids' well-being? I hope this was helpful. And um, if you need any further help, please reach out to someone in your area that is experienced in this area. Or you can reach out to me at LizaYoungCounseling.com. Thank you so much.